is Always Remember The Mod State Podcast And now, your hosts Alright, ladies and gentlemen Welcome back Up front, solo episode with Nate uh, Try to connect last night with John There's a couple things that came up But I am going to fly back to Denver tonight So, I need to record something And I think John will do a response If not, um, we'll certainly be back <clears throat> I believe we're on track for next week But, um, you know, before we get started uh, I'd just like to do the pleasantries So... As always, thank you for tuning into the Mod State podcast, especially those who've been around for quite a while. Wherever you're listening into this world, we certainly appreciate it. Please head over to modstate.com for more opinion pieces. Send any of your comments to modstate at modstate.com uh, or here at Podomatic or anywhere that you can leave any comments. Uh, yeah, shout out to a number of you who've been leaving comments, Cassie out there. And uh, I think someone did, but I don't have my phone in front of me, so that's a bummer. Uh, but I'll make sure I get that shout out on the next show. Well, um, you know, I, I don't think anything I really have to say here on this episode is going to be revolutionary. Um, however, maybe it's more of a brain dump of where we're at right now. But, you know, since the last time John and I were together and we talked, the big thing was the Roe v. Wade uh, leak. and. You know, we, we did spend, uh, I think the latter half of that episode, at least 45, the last 45 minutes of it discussing it. And interestingly enough, um, John and I's first episode we ever did at Mod, at Mod State was on abortion. We kind of, we were like, okay, you know, we've talked about a ton of things, um, but what's one thing we truly sort of disagree on to kick this entire thing off? And, and abortion was one of those. Uh, and, and I think really continues to be, um, one of those things where I think we, we likely disagree a bit. Um, but, uh, several things have happened, uh, since that episode and <clears throat> certainly, um, there's some things that have remained constant as well. I think top of mind for everybody, even though we're about two weeks removed from it, um, but we've had multiple, you know, pretty horrific massacres of people. Uh, one in Buffalo, New York, and then obviously one at Uvalde at Robb Elementary School, where um, I think as the details continue to come out, uh, it's been horrific enough that it has warranted a DOJ investigation into the response. And I think I'll, I'll get into a little bit of that. Um, however, I think up front just uh, is obvious to everyone uh, that just an absolutely horrific yet completely predictable event um a completely predictable event and and that's bad i mean it's just there's really no way there's no lexicon that can describe how bad it is how horrific it is um and and unfortunately how normal it is so you think of parkland and sandy hook and now uvalde um all these cities and these communities have are part of a pretty horrific club but that's certainly something <clears throat> i'd like to talk about and then we've got lots of primaries right now. Uh, lots of things are happening, I think, here in Nevada. Uh, June 14th is rolling around. There'll be some elections uh, we've seen in California, Pennsylvania. Um, and what, what does that all mean? Um, you know, what, what can we glean from the turnout uh, in these primaries that can, can lead to 
um, like an assumption in November. Although I think up front, if you don't feel like wasting your time, I do see that one of the chambers of the house in DC does flip. I mean, I think that's pretty, pretty clear. That's probably what's going to happen, but um, that's certainly been top of mind for myself. And then, uh, you know, where, what is going to happen after this and probably will have already started the January six hearings are starting, uh, today's the ninth that will happen and start in a couple hours actually. Um, so what, you know, what I've really been thinking about is how all of these things, um, all of these events, all of these things, the, you know, we talk about Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court. We talk about Uvalde. We talk about, um, uh, I mean, really these being huge topics, like how, and then the January 6th hearing, three big things that, how do these possibly influence what's going to happen in November, really the latter two years of, of at least the, the known um, term of, of President Biden? Well, I think after doing this on the podcast, doing analyzing and just being sort of an amateur analysis of geopolitical events and politics in America, the one thing I think that stands out to me is I, I have found that my predictions for the swinging of cultural uh, awareness or what people think about broadly, I see it through my own lens and I think that there'll be a big swing in opinion. Uh, and, it, and what I found is that that really doesn't occur, that um, things like gun control, things, you know, I mean, not really necessarily things like gun control, but, <clears throat> you know, things, um, the way people perceive and take in information given the last six years have been pretty crazy and dynamic um, that, that, you know, maybe Ukraine, uh, Russia and, uh, and how we perceive Russia that, you know, Oh, this is, this event happened and this is really going to change everyone's mind when in reality um, the bell curve, I think of caring or the bell curve of awareness um, doesn't really change or, or it doesn't shift or, it really remains fairly constant on people's level of awareness. But there are things, I think, that really play a major role into how people perceive leadership's ability to operate or just where we're going and the direction we're going in this country. So I, I will try to elucidate on this. I've always, you know, maybe I haven't really voiced it on this podcast as much, but I do think there's much that can be gleaned when you look or at least a lot of information that can be gleaned when you look at society through um, a couple lenses, and, and certainly looking at through it through looking at it through my lens, and assuming that um, many people see the world through my lens is is folly. It's ridiculous. But I think if you look at the world through the lens of maybe like evolution and human behavior that's remained fairly constant. Um, and also through, you know, very simple things like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you can sort of predict where we may be landing in November. So there's been stuff in the news like, hey, is this a watershed moment? Is this a turning point uh, in, our, in maybe 
breaking historical norms of like the Democrats not winning in November, um, as evidenced by another horrific, um, completely predictable um, event in Uvalde or or Buffalo um, or um, Roe v. Wade. You know, this these events um, will that that have happened. Um, uh, will really swing um, and and kind of break this historical precedent of the um, you know the ruling party losing power uh, at the in the midterms um, you know I but but then looking at it through the lens of like what do Americans care about and and so I'm not entirely convinced that when you think of Everything that's going on, inflation, uh, mass shootings, both in schools and grocery stores and, um, well, not to mention suicide, which is not mass shooting, and, and inner city gun violence and domestic violence and <clears throat> rural gun violence, I mean, all gun violence. Um, looking at something like that, um, does that move the needle enough? Does Roe v. Wade, well, let's rank, you know, what, what could possibly um, move the needle here, uh, with this. What, and, and I think something like Roe v. Wade, I think is an unprecedented type of change. And I mean, it clearly, when we look at things that have been bizarre, like the last president, um, certainly moved a record number of people to vote in the current, uh, past election cycle. Um, is Roe v. Wade one of those things, depending on how it lands this month? Um, is that enough to break that potential cycle of, um, of having the, the power lost? Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, I don't think something like Uvalde um, in Buffalo is necessarily enough to, to move people because I think there's been so much inaction on it for so many years. It's predictable that nothing will happen from it. In fact, in some cases, States have doubled down on uh, on expanding the freedoms surrounding the Second Amendment, and I guess I'm not here to pick a side on that one way or another. I think that's a very, I mean, I think it's it is very easy to be knee jerk and, and create um, new legislation and new laws around what is the Second Amendment, what we have rights to, and I do think some of them will, you know, be fairly useless, and there's some that could be far more productive. Uh, but I think at this point, you know, I think Americans are just looking for some sort of bipartisan change at all. And I think in, in, as some people, gun right advocates, or excuse me, um, gun legislation or regulate regulation advocates have pointed out that at this point, like anything we can do to move the needle at all, um, would be helpful, but is it enough? Is it, is the tragedies like this enough, um, to get people out? And I don't know, especially from the democratic side that there is, like what? What are people going to expect? What are we expecting? Like we're going to keep you in power to do nothing again? Um, but then you look at something like Roe v. Wade, and this, and I'm in in no way characterizing, uh, like the horrific nature that be. You know, it, we're not ranking this on um, what spurs people to action and and putting people in power, um, uh, like the the ranking of the, the horrificness of it. I mean. 
I think personally, the undoing of Roe v. Wade in any capacity that it currently is, is horrific and has broad reaching long-term consequences and inaction on any sort of gun. I'm a gun owner. Um, but I think we could most definitely do better. Um, and put that out there. Um, but Roe v. Wade, um, is one of those things that I I think probably has more, um, I mean, people for generations at this point have lived with the ability to have bodily autonomy, um, and, and treat this as a medical procedure. Um, And that undoing, I mean, even, even from, um, a viability standpoint of decreasing the time in which the window in which a woman can have an abortion, which by the way, was never a problem um, until really, um, I think it was Horatio Storr, uh, the creator of the American Medical Association, really demonized abortion, um, which is, I think, the late 1800s. It really wasn't a big deal. Uh, It was really up to the woman. Um, You know, if we see some movement there, I wonder if that sparks people to action. And and if that action is just voting, then then I guess it's overwhelmingly a good thing. Um, but you know, again, I want to come back to my original point. I've always wondered, do certain events really get people energized Do do certain events and energize is not necessarily a positive or negative thing, but, um, there, there becomes action. There becomes a desire for change, um, is of these two events, like, do we see this change? Do we see people demanding uh, a wholesale change to leadership? Even if that's just one power taking more control. Um, but then I think to really the looking at it through the lens of sort of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, and you have to look at the economy. You have to explore um, the current environment in which people are living. And, and I think that ultimately from a self-preservation perspective, the economy and inflation, regardless of whether or not jobs are available, I mean, that's clear. I think the economy in general is, is, is not bad if you're looking at it through the lens of employment and, and wages, although with inflation, that kind of negates that. But um, Gas is expensive. You know, that's it. Uh, food is expensive. And I think will ultimately become more expensive if they can't get uh, grain and oil out of Ukraine. And there's no resolution there. So uh, I ultimately think that the most important thing to people um, individually every day, you know, regardless of their sort of moral intuition or their sort of higher level thinking in terms of things of like, I mean, although safety of your children and safety of you um, is, is certainly uh, maybe could fall under the Maslow hierarchy of needs somewhere, but um, you know, just surviving from, from an economy perspective, I think will weigh heavy on everyone's mind when they vote in our democratic society on who they think is, worth taking the reins and it's taking me 15 minutes to to basically arrive at like what does any of these horrific things that have been happening right the potential of roe v wade being overturned more children dead more people dead 
uh, political violence and just pure hatred. Um, and then the economy. Do, are these events, will I see something um, out of these events that uh, will create a, an outcome that I have largely never seen uh, when I predict that, hey, um, this event will most definitely change a large percentage of people's minds. Um, and so <clears throat> I, I just, I think from a, from a political perspective, at least looking at these three events, I think the, the GOP largely has been the party of inaction. Um, and I'm sure there's some, some folks on the right that are listening right now saying, well, there's plenty of action. You just, you just choose not to see it. Um, well, at a federal level, there, <laughs> it's, it's been largely obstructionist. Um, although you can say packing the courts and, and whatnot has been, you could, you could clarify that as largely successful. And I'm not saying it's not, uh, is or not. Um, however, there hasn't been a whole lot of policy uh, that has been developed to help really say like, hey, this is going to change your life as an average American. Um, um, you know, I do think that there will actually have to be some compromise surrounding something in the topic of gun regulation or gun control um, because you can't continue. I mean, children getting murdered which happened and is horrific is not something I think that looks great if you sit by and don't let anything change. And, uh, and again, I think for the idealist that there's this broad uh, reaching just change with, with gun regulation, I think is, is just a fool's errand and it's bad. It sucks. Um, and I think maybe is something that John and I can revisit on a podcast. I think we've had lots of discussion on it, and it's just one of those things that it's, it is really a, a matter of interpretation, whether or not, however, that makes it fit your view. Um, it's a tough one, but I do think that it would behoove the Republican Party to at least make some concessions, um, and, it, and it's an unfortunate situation that it takes really like back-to-back -back horrific racial events and just devastating events of, of, of young kids being slaughtered um, <clears throat> that would move the needle. Um, but I guess that's American politics. Um, anyway, I don't know. Ben, it certainly has been a, like a lot of happy news. Um, and, and there are things to follow. Like I do hope that there is some, some bipartisan move and in, in gun regulation. I think also I, I hope, um, I hope that not saying that the court should be swayed necessarily by public opinion. Um, I do appreciate their desire and ability to not be politicized and also not be swayed by public opinion. Although opinion and what we value changes over time. And this ruling will be quite interesting. Um, because the consequence of it, potential consequence of it, will create a far-reaching um, 
consequential outcome for people that does go against sort of majority opinion on access to abortion rights. So it's certainly um, more to follow. I do believe that probably what we will see is not a, an actual reduction or, or, or a um, undoing of Roe, but we'll see a viability date change, maybe like 15 weeks from what it is now, which I still don't think is great. But um, again, I guess democracy is compromised um, and this one sucks and hurts. But that is up to our legislature to codify it, make it law. It's their job. And there's been a lot of inaction there. And I think maybe the inability to get anything done, um, whether it actually falls on Congress or not, I mean, they ultimately will be the one that will suffer from it because they are the leaders. And I do think, I do think that inflation in the economy, uh, which is probably not likely to get better. I mean, a recession, which I think we're probably already in, will be defined by what two, two quarters of of um, of no growth in GDP or a reduction in GDP, which you know we will have been in it already once it happens. Um, it's the way time works, I guess. Their data analysis, historical data analysis works. Um, but you, it's interesting to see back and forth of like what, um, you know, some people say, look, we're going we're gonna to make it through. It's going to be fine. And then uh, the worst is on the horizon. And who knows? You can't really predict these things. But <clears throat> I guess really looking at it, I don't know how things get much better when you have supply issues. And I mean, when you have supply issues, you don't have products and they continue, even if you have sustained constant demand for those products, not having supplies, ultimately going to run those numbers up. How much of it is because of corporate greed target just came out and said they're based on consumer spending habits. They're going to reduce prices, which leads you to believe that maybe they're just inflating the prices because they could. But I think, I do think that most companies are still obviously aren't paying necessarily, um, the same exact costs as consumers, but got to make a profit somewhere, but um, are also feeling the, the, um, the pinch when it comes to cost. So ultimately when we get to September, October, um, there could be a lot of things different. There really could be. And that, that's not something that happens often in society where you have the potential to, for your landscape to look very different um, in a couple months' time. And that is evidenced by what is coming out of the Supreme Court. Um, what, I mean, I don't think any legislation at all um, on any sort of gun uh, on, on the topic of weapons is going to change us fundamentally. It's just absolutely not. But I think Roe um, will, uh, could very well. And the really how we look in a recession, like what happens, um, and there's a, there's a lot of potential for uh, the I, again I don't know if it's going to be something like 2008, but uh, but we don't know who knows. Um, there's been a lot of money floating around, and that money still exists floating around. Um, but who knows when it comes to real estate uh, and a lot of those collateral loans and bills coming due what that what might what that might do to the market so a lot of uncertainty one thing i do know is that tonight the january 6th hearings begin and i highly encourage over the next several weeks that anyone if you can to tune in and i will be curious to see 
how this um, actually influences the election. Although I, I think, again, I could say, hey, this is an event that it really will change people's minds. I think everyone will. And this, this is where I've checked myself and been realistic. Like, okay, I think most people's minds have been made up. Um, if they do it right, they might be able to deliver this in a package that is digestible and palatable to people that know what happened, but really just aren't that interested in really knowing about it, even though I think that's a complete bummer for our democracy. Um, they have a lot of work for them to do to prove their point that this really truly was the almost undoing of our democracy, um, which means there's a potential for it to happen again. So as much as I will be tuning in, very eagerly awaiting this presentation, I still don't know, and I'm still reticent to really believe, as much as I want to, that the broad bell curve of the American public in terms of their engagement to politics um, and just their democracy, um, I'm reticent to think that there will be a huge shift in opinion. Um, in fact, my predictions for uh, the level of, I just, caring, uh, I, I, I dare not even give my prediction because I think it's fairly bleak. And so maybe I'll continue with that bleak look and be pleasantly surprised. Although history has told me and has shown me time and time again that my optimism continues to be dashed when it comes to changing people's minds or having any sort of cultural shift uh, um, given like a one-time event. So as always, my friends, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a Mod State podcast listener. Uh, and tune in. Keep tuning in. John and I will be back. Au revoir. We'll see you.